Welcome back. We are here once again talking about the kingdom of God and the principles that operate inside of the kingdom. So I'm glad you're here. If you're new here, I encourage you to go back about eight episodes and uh, start from the beginning because we are we are traveling on a journey and uh, you need to grab uh, start at the beginning. So I encourage you to go back. But my main point is this. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. So now in the context of Jesus uh, saying this uh, statement, uh, there is a dilemma and that there is a problem. And that is the uh, the people of the world are seeking um, basic the uh, Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. And that is that they are seeking uh, shelter, that they're seeking uh, safety, uh, clothing, food, and all of these uh, different things, and that their heart is uh, uh, set on and pursuing those things. And then Jesus begins to offer the flip side of how it works in inside of the kingdom, that it doesn't operate by focusing on the self and the needs that it operates on a higher plane that we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all of these other things will be added. And so what he is doing is uh, shifting the focal point away from the self and turning the focal point uh, to God. And that is the foundational message uh, inside of the kingdom that we are going to shift. That is, we're going to stop uh, trusting in ourselves for uh, uh, for righteousness and stop trusting in religion and all these external things and that we're going to place our trust and confidence in him and we're going to shift our focus, which means to turn to him. All of this is, is a powerful reality that's being communicated. So inside of my life, there's been multiple times where... Um, where my focus begin to shift and that I begin to uh, maybe put the kingdom on the back burner. And then I begin to seek first uh, my kingdom and my own righteousness and all these different things. So this is a, a foundational truth. And it's also something uh, that gets attacked uh, around every corner and at different phases of life. We come back to this foundational issue of, uh, are we going to trust in ourselves? Are we going to seek first uh, ourselves? That is our own comfort, our own shelter, our own food, our own needs, and all these different things. Or are we going to uh, place our trust in him and begin to seek first his kingdom? Now, this manifests itself in all kinds of different ways uh, that this core principle begins to be challenged. And that's uh, the biggest one I can think of is is chasing money. And that is, you know, a longing for and seeking uh, to be rich and chasing the almighty dollar and sacrificing uh, whatever you can uh, to get that money. Right. And so you see, uh, if you're uh, business minded and you're an entrepreneur, the temptation to uh, focus on building a great empire, uh, building a great business and building a great kingdom 
and that that can uh, uh, allow our focus to begin to shift where we lose sight of the king and his kingdom. And it shifts into uh, chasing money and things like that. You know, there's been a couple different times in my life where I was presented an opportunity and the opportunity was to uh, make more money. Basically, with each opportunity, there was this uh, thought and idea that um, that I can possibly uh, get rich, make a lot of money or build a great business uh, following this path. Right. And in each time that path required a great sacrifice, and that is um, uh, uh, relocating moving like the one required me to move like 1600 miles away into a different state and um it required a great price to be paid right and so inside of my life in both of those situations required a very extensive move it required to uh, go all in it required me to set after seek after and per- pursue that and in that uh context I said the, you know, the sacrifice was worth it. Um, Let's do this. Right. And so oftentimes as entrepreneurs and businessmen, we we do this uh, and we take the risk and and we do everything uh, necessary for the for the dream of entrepreneurship, of beginning to make it happen. And we understand that, you know, we got to sacrifice and we got to we got to pay the price. Right. But in reality, when I look back at those two situations, um, both of them didn't pan out, right? And both of them didn't lead to the the business and the and the dream and the wealth that I, you know I thought they were. And so, what God keeps on bringing to my reality, especially lately, is that that was uh, a forsaking of. You know, your current living situations where you live, uh, uh, uprooting and, and relocating and going in, you know, all in on this dream and all these different things that that's all that's all an illusion. And when that becomes the primary focus and that becomes the attention uh, inside of the people of God, that uh, that that path uh, directs us to to something that um we don't really want. And the reality of this is that it all comes back to, you know, would I be, am I willing to do the same thing uh, for him and his kingdom? Now, obviously I was willing to do it for mine. And that is to seek first, um, you know, that we're well taken care of, that we have money and that this dream of, of, uh, of uh, partnering in a great business and that I'm willing to go all in on that. Right. And then uh, his message comes to me to seek first the kingdom of God. And then I begin to to ask myself that, um, you know, if he asked me to to do these things and if he said, um, you know, I want you to go all in on this kingdom and to uh, uproot everything and to relocate and, and to go all in on this, would you do it? And so when you when you compare it, you know, uh, it comes, I, I come to the conclusion that, um, in a sense, when we're talking about going all in with God and we're talking about, you know, pledging allegiance to him and to his kingdom, 
and we're talking about trusting in him alone uh, for our salvation and withdrawing trust in ourselves and our religion and, and our intellect and all of those things, that that's exactly what he's calling us to do. And that is to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And that is that if my focal point begins to shift and I begin to see the king and to see his kingdom and the righteousness that he established as a, a, a upright a relationship with him, and that becomes my focal point, this will automatically begin to cause me to withdraw uh, from building uh, uh, excessively obsessed with building my own little kingdom, obsessively obsessed with uh, uh, proclaiming my own righteousness, right? And this will cause a, a major shift to begin to happen, and it did inside of my life. So the scripture is Matthew 6, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. Now, when Jesus was talking about uh, the people being clothed and seeking food and all these different things, he says, for all these things, all the people of the world seek, but seek first the kingdom of God and all this will be added unto you. So here we have the the expectation and we have the, the frame, you know, um, that inside of the kingdom, it's something different is taking place. You know, inside of the world, uh, they put first their careers. They put first their superstardom. They put first their fame. They put first their entrepreneurship. They put first all kinds of things uh, uh, that are involved with uh, chasing money and business. And inside of the kingdom, something different happens. And that is that we begin to seek first him and his righteousness. And then we, those lesser things of lesser importance are uh, taken care of uh, in the long run. Right. So when you hear, uh, when you say this to God, Lord, you require and your expectation is to seek first the kingdom and your righteousness. Amen. Right. And then when he says it to you, Tim, I want you to seek first my kingdom and my righteousness in all of those things will be added unto you. And here I feel a strong sense of, of God communicating uh, directly to me that it's not about uh, seeking uh, fame, wealth, popularity, and all of those, all of those things, that it's about seeking first his kingdom and the righteousness that he provides inside of that kingdom and that this is the primary importance for my life. All right, so let's bust out these different translations so we can um, get a clue about what he's talking about here. So seek the kingdom of God above all else. This is above all else. Man, that is powerful. Amplified version says this, but first and most importantly, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right the attitude and the character of God and all of these things will be given unto you. The CEV translation, but more than anything else, 
put God's work first and do what he wants. Then the other things will be provided for you. And lastly, the GNT translation says instead, now instead of what? Instead of being focused on the Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, instead of focusing all on that, because uh, the self-help movement has got it down pat, right? And it becomes a, a self-centered, self-focused, a me-centered uh, sort of uh, uh, system that never causes you to get better. So instead of doing that, be concerned about everything else with the kingdom of God and what he requires of you. And he will provide you with those other things. And so we see here in every single translation in the, uh, the message that above all else, and most importantly, first and foremost, uh, more than anything else. And we see this, this powerful reality of giving first place uh, to the king and to his kingdom and becoming obsessively consumed with that. Let's break down these uh, words so we can uh, get a, a greater definition of what's being said here. So this word seek, <clears throat> seek is ambition. It is aim. It is a powerful want. It is to search for something. It is to, uh, to desire something. It is to set your intention on something. It is to purpose something. It is to, uh, to allow that to be an ob objective. And it means to plan something and to target something. Now, with all of these definitions, I would add on that it is to, to uh, passionately and eagerly. So that is aim at with a passion in an eagerness, want this with a passion and eagerness, search for this with a passion and a eagerness and plan and purpose and target and all these things that I'm going to set this as my mindset, that this is the goal and the aim that I am going to choose to do. And as far as order and importance, it's before everything else. And this is having the most important, prominent part is for that desire to begin to build up on the inside of us. Now, a passage that supports, I just want to give you one because I have a, a lot of content after this. And that is to those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Now, this concept of desire and seeking when it comes to the, um, the words hunger and thirst, now we're starting to tap into uh, the, the, the powerful uh, impulse, desire, and craving that is supposed to be set on the, uh, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, I heard this old uh, wise uh, fable but uh, the the this one guy goes to his village guru and says, Guru, I want uh, wisdom. 
And the guru uh, begins to walk uh, with him uh, in silence, and he takes him over to this bucket of water. And he grabs him and he shoves his head inside of the water. And he's holding him there. And the guy thinks he, I mean, he's struggling. He thinks he's going to die and all of these different things. And, and he's holding him there and he holds him there for quite some time. And then <clears throat> when it feels like he's finally going to give up, he pulls him out. And when he pulls him out, he just gasps this big old gasp of air, just <sighs> And he just starts breathing really hard. And he says, what are you doing? You're trying to kill me. And the village guru looks at him and says, when you desire wisdom, like you desire that air, you'll get it. And the main lesson is, is the same lesson that, that Christ is trying to teach us. And that is that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And within that context is seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. And it has with this idea of persistence and a, a bold audacity to begin to hunger and thirst and knock and seek and keep on seeking. And it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual desire that begins to well up on the inside of us. You know, this message of the kingdom is different than the message of religion and religiosity in different religions. And that is that there is a spiritual uh, discipline out there that wants you to eliminate all desire. And that is bring you to the place of nothingness and that uh, all desire is just gone and your mind is all empty and, and you can re, uh, uh, re reach this uh, state of nirvana of nothingness and all this different stuff in the, the message of the kingdom is total contradictory to those things. Uh, in fact, he says that... Um, uh, to seek and to keep on seeking. And that is that you allow this powerful spiritual desire that begins to well up inside of your heart and that you get consumed by that desire. This is a far different message than wanting nothing and becoming empty. You see, the reality of the kingdom is this, is that the obtainment that is uh, seek, uh, search for knock this is a progressive uh, sort of uh, endeavor and that is that you begin to want it i mean that's the first thing like it's crazy to think about how god's activity in our life is 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 mostly to try to get us to want <laughs> what he wants to give us right uh, we're so preoccupied with all of these other things that we don't even want what to, what it is that he wants for us right and so the first uh, mode in operation is that is, is to, to build inside of us a desire so we can begin to want it. And so inside of that want, there comes a hunger and a thirsting. And that is that we begin to, uh, the desire begins to increase and we begin to want it more. And then that begins to well in us a sense of searching 
and that is a active stance of doing something like digging deep in inside of the word digging deep inside of prayer and uh, uh connection and and all these different things this causes us to go uh uh to quest to search right and then from there it goes into a knocking and this once again is a is an active stance of of doing something so you 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 got inside you a powerful desire for it and you are hungry and thirsty for it and that you begin to search for it and that you begin to knock on doors right these are all active stances and not only that but that we would seek and keep on seeking and that we would search and keep on searching and that we would knock and keep on knocking and so in here we see the gospel of the kingdom or the message of the kingdom is all about building in us a powerful spiritual desire for the kingdom of God and for the righteousness that he provides inside of that kingdom. And once, once we begin to have a desire that builds up like that, we will get what it is that we are looking for. You know, blessed are those who are hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. They shall be filled. And this is the promise attached to the, to the well of spiritual desire that begins to come up inside of us. And the same is true for knocking, that the door will be open. You see, the sad part in this is that we're knocking on a lot of different doors and we're not knocking on the correct door. And what that means is that we have welled up in us a desire, but the desires often for things of the world, uh, the desires often for, for lust and perversion and, or uh, money and fame and, and pride and arrogancy and all of these different things that it causes us to uh, be a mess. And what that means is that, see, when we are in alignment, we want what God wants. And we begin to see, you know, what it is that we should be seeking and desiring. And that we become in alignment and things begin to roll out and things begin to happen because of the uh, intentions and the motivation of our heart are in alignment with him. And that means that God will give you the desires of your heart. Why? Because the desires of the heart are all are righteous. They are, they are in an alignment. And so that's how God is able to give you the desires of your heart. Now, the flip side to this is to ask a miss. And that is that you have not because you ask not is the first thing. And then when you do ask, you ask a miss that you may consume it on your own less. So people uh, wonder why God is not answering their prayers or they wonder why uh, they can't get things to, they can't get their Christianity work and all these different things. And it comes down to the motivation and the intentions of our heart. And here's the reality that if God gave us a lot of things that we ask for, without the refinement of our heart, the things that we ask for will actually kill us and they will be a detriment to us. And we see this, you know, in multiple ministries of, of, of powerful men 
who have been uh, giving uh, this uh, sense of fame and notoriety and been given all of these things, a thriving ministry, and people look up to them and all of those different things. And because they uh, didn't purify their heart and their motivations, and it, it's, it, it becomes a, a symbol of status and to consume it upon their own lust, uh, what often happens is they fall from grace and, and they become a public spectacle and we, we witness it and we see it. And um, what, uh, what actually begins to happen in their, in their life actually becomes what destroys them and brings them down. We've seen this. It, it's it's a reality. And so to avoid all that and for us to understand that God is concerned uh, about the motivation of our heart. He's concerned about being in alignment with him. He's concerned about us beginning to want what he wants. And here's what's crazy. You don't have to guess. <laughs> Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you definitely don't have to guess because I'm going to uh, lay it out for you and show you exactly what it is we should be seeking. And it's totally laid out. There's a lot of clarity. There's no uh, confusion about what our heart, the aim of our heart and the motivation. There's no confusion about what it's supposed to be. Now, what I want to point out first is that what uh, what was motivating God's heart? What was it that he wanted? And what was the purpose and intention of him uh, coming to this earth? Now, I dealt with this a little bit in the previous uh, talk, but I didn't get to touch on it in this fashion. And so we're going to lay it out here real quick, and then we're going to talk about them all. Jesus came to be the fulfillment and the completion of, of the law and the prophets. And that means everything that you see inside of the Old Testament find its fulfillment inside of Jesus Christ. And that is every sacrifice, every festival, every single thing points to Yahshua, the Messiah. Okay. Next, he come to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So he wanted a service and that he came as the ultimate provider and that he saw the problem and he saw what needed to be solved. That men had a heart problem. Men had a sin problem. Men had a disconnection problem. So he, he thoroughly seen the problem that he was going to solve and he came as a servant and provider and to give his life. Now, the opposite of that is that he came as a taker and that he came to, um, for others, uh, to begin to, um, provide for him and that he was a user and that is nothing like reality. He came to serve and to give his life. We already talked about this, so I'm not going to touch on it too much, but he, his aim, his goal, what he wanted was to preach the kingdom. The next one is that he came to send fire upon the earth. And what I believe this fire is, is the igniting of the light that happens when we become born from above 
and that 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 illumination and that revelation and that fire which is which is correlated to the comforter and the teacher and the holy spirit's activity inside of our life he come to ignite us that's what he wanted and then he came to seek and save the lost right he said he didn't come to call the righteous but he came to call the sinners to repentance and his mission and what he wanted was to seek and save the lost and that he came to uh to that people might have life and might have it more abundantly and then uh when he was uh uh accused uh during his um uh, before his crucifixion and said that people accused him of being the king of the Jews and he was confronted and said are you a king and he said for this I have been born and for this I have come into the world to testify of this truth and so in reality we see here that he was um, he was confirming uh, the reality that he was the king now think about all these for a moment and say all right so if i'm going to uh, begin to align myself with god and that i'm going to begin to want what he wants then a lot of these passages uh, become a reality in inside of our life and that means that um he came to serve and to give his life a ransom for many that i show up as a servant and I give my life for others that he came to preach the kingdom that the message of the kingdom is what is upon my lips that he come to send fire upon the earth that I've come to ignite the passion and the love for God inside of people's lives that I'm going to take my flame and I am going to ignite others who are willing to be ignited. And that he came to seek and save the lost. That I would uh, uh, clothe myself with this same mindset. And that he came to bring this life and this life more abundantly. And that I would arm myself with the same mindset that I want people to experience the life that he possesses and to experience that abundant life. And lastly, uh, the king. That uh, he came for people to be established inside of a kingdom and experience the reality of being under his authority and in his realm. And that I would begin to want what he wants. So I begin to proclaim the message of the king to the world and say, hey, come out of the kingdom of darkness and come to the kingdom of light. Come out of building your own little kingdom and come into his kingdom and be consumed about what he is consumed about. Okay. And so think about this is if I begin to want what he wants, and that I begin to passionately pursue these things, that I am in the ultimate alignment with him, and that you can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you because of the spiritual desire of beginning to want 
what he wants. Man, this is a powerful reality. All right, so let's jump into what this actually says about us and the things that we are told to seek. Now, these things in itself is an hour-long message, so uh, I'm going to breeze through these and begin to touch on them as, as I see fit. So the first one says to seek the Lord. Second one is to seek his presence. Third one is to seek his face. Fourth one is to seek the kingdom. Fifth one is to seek his righteousness. All right, so let's touch on those five just for a second there. That the the, the Bible doesn't leave us aimless. And aimless would be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to want. And I don't know what I'm supposed to be seeking. And I don't understand what it, what my aim should be and what should capture my heart. I don't understand. And the Bible lays it out for us that it's the Lord, it's his presence, it's his face, it's his kingdom and his righteousness. Okay. So his face and his presence, that is, you know, to, to be in company, to be in near proximity, that is his face, his vision, what he, uh, what he is speaking, what, uh, what, uh, uh, what he is hearing and all these different things that, that all becomes a reality uh, inside of our life. Now, the opposite, I think of seeking his face would be seeking his hand. And there is a lot of people that are seeking his hand. And that is that, you know, I just want him to be a genie for me. And I just want him to, to give me, uh, all of my lust. Like the, I, I just want him to give me the bigger house. I want him to give me the bigger car. I want him to give me this big business and I want him to give me uh, fame, popularity and all of these different things that 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 we lust after. That is often uh, things that uh, his people are seeking. I ain't even talking about the people in the world. I'm talking about his people are seeking these things. And so ultimately what needs to happen inside of this, uh, uh, inside of the kingdom is that we shift from, uh, seeking his hand. That is the, the benefits of knowing him, uh, the privileges, uh, you know, um, the things that, uh, he has to give us and that we shift from that mindset of genie and we begin to seek him for who he is, Right. Imagine for a moment that if you had, uh, um, if your child, that the, the only time they begin to seek you out is when they need the money and what kind of feelings that you would feel. I know for me personally, I would feel like an ATM, right? And that you're only buttering up to me, um, because you want something that's inside of my hand. And so this is the ultimate reality of some of his children inside of the kingdom that they have been seeking his hand and that is that they only want what he his goodies right and they only want what uh, uh, the gifts and that they are no way concerned of uh, uh, getting close to him and knowing him and actually understanding what he wants and that is the that is a terrible terrible place to be in all right so let's continue on we did those five the next is his strength his honor, his validation, and his approval. The things that are above. Peace. Love your enemies. Seek his appearing. 
love one another. So all of these uh, coupled in to the reality of what it is that should be consuming our heart and that we should want these things, should want his presence, want his face, want the kingdom of God, want the righteousness that he provides, want the strength in the empowerment, the boldness and the authority of the spirit of God inside of our lives, giving us to live beyond our own human abilities, that we begin to seek to be energized and influenced by the spirit of God. You know, there's a lot of people inside of the kingdom that are, that find their strength in a lot of different things. And that is uh, substances, that is their, their own little kingdom, their entrepreneurship, their business, and, their, and they find their strength in all of these different things. And, and God wants to bring us back to where we are seeking the, his strength and his boldness and his power. That's an awesome reality. So all of these things, he says, aim after pursue let me let me go back into the definitions of seek let that be your ambition let this be your aim let this be what you want the desires that well up inside of your heart let this be what you are searching for let this be your aim your purpose and your intention allow this to become your objectives let this become your targets and let this become your plans what his presence, his face, his kingdom, his righteousness, his strength, the approval and the validation that comes from God alone. Man, that is powerful. This destroys our validation culture and the sense of trying to keep up with the Joneses. <clears throat> and that is that we receive applause and praise from other people. And that we have their expression of their approval and of their affection and their of uh, and their acceptance. You know, we're in the in crowd and we're in the cool club because our salary is a certain height or we live in a certain location or or all of these things or our business is a, of a certain size. And we think that gives us the uh, uh, approval and all of that stuff. And all of that is emptiness and vanity. And then God brings us to the point where he says, you know what, begin to want what I want and let my honor and my validation be where you get your source of approval, not likes on uh, Facebook or the amount of people on your YouTube channel or what takes place inside of your Instagram or how many emails you have in your opt-in or how many people you have listening to your podcast and all these different things. Seek the validation that comes me alone all right so what is it that we're not supposed to seek okay so i'm gonna dive into this and um like i said this is going to be very quick because like i said if we touched on each one of these there will be um it'll be a long long message so he clearly lays out let this be uh your aim your goal your intention my mission, all the things that I mentioned, and then don't seek 
What is it that we're not supposed to seek? Um, mediums. That is the, the spiritual uh, list uh, of things. Uh, a sign. Don't seek a sign. Don't seek to save your life. And that is in this context of me being the king of my own life and trying to uh, uh, maintain my ego and trying to put self as the sinner and that the world revolves around me and that I have main actor syndrome, that uh, everybody is just a character in my story, right? Don't seek your own. Don't seek to please men. Don't be a people pleaser. Don't seek uh, detrimental pleasure. Don't seek to be rich for those who, 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 who have this passionate desire for money and to be rich fall into all kinds of different snares and their heart uh, gets divided and, and no one can serve two masters. Either you hate the one and love the other or hold the one and despise the other. And what God, uh, the gospel message of the kingdom is a heart that holds on to him and has allegiance to him. And so when money comes in and becomes our primary desire for our activities and what consumes our choices, then now all of a sudden we are trying to serve two masters. And what that brings into us is a sense of double mindedness and a sense of lukewarmness. And we're trying to ride the fence and, and it's just not going to work. One master is going to win out. Don't seek the world and don't seek the sinful nature that is the flesh. All right. So I hope you enjoyed the message of the kingdom here and understanding and thoroughly grasping what it is that we are supposed to be seeking. And this misconception that this bust up that we're supposed to be uh, seeking uh, uh, wealth, health and prosperity, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. And that God is supposed to operate as a genie and all of that gets smashed and destroyed when we understand, uh, the kingdom message of seeking first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and that he becomes the primary important thing inside of our life. All right, brothers, I'll talk to you later. Peace.